Hey, how's it going? This is Chance. Welcome to another week with Knock and Talk, a new podcast where we are focusing on success stories and strategies in the door-to-door sales industry. Each week, we are introducing motivation, trainings, and guest appearances involving real-life stories to help you in your own personal sales experiences. This week, we have some really special guests. Uh, these are two guys that I met in the past couple years that I've been able to actually I've been able to actually see your guys' story for a little while now and follow along and, and even talk to you a lot and get involved in some of your in some of your projects you've been working on. But here we have two guests, Jake Stout and Luke Stout, brothers from Utah that are co-founders and owners of Rinse. How are you guys doing? Doing good. What's up, dude? We're doing good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I am really excited to highlight your story because you guys are a you guys are an interesting one. You guys went from hitting the street yourselves and starting with basically just an idea to a fully functioning and operating business with sales teams and installers that you guys manage and operate now, right? So I'll give you guys a chance real quick. Just introduce yourself. Jake, uh, Jake, why don't you just introduce yourself real quick and Luke will give you as well. I know you guys are brothers. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm the older brother, slightly taller, but not nearly as strong. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of how you can distinguish us. But um, Luke and I are from Bountiful, and uh, yeah, I have a I did some schooling up at University of Utah, did some consulting, and then um, started this three years ago with Luke, and it's kind of uh, mostly about me. It's most of everything. There we go. Well, thanks, Jake. We got we got the taller brother knocked out, so I guess let's go to the stronger brother now, Luke. Oh, let's go. So <laughs> I'll throw this in about Jake, too. He rips on a dirt bike, so he does. Uh, we're always does. looking for more riding buddies. But, um, yeah, so I'm 23. I married about 10 months ago, and after an LDS mission, um, came home kind of during COVID times and uh, did not – I, I did, I applied to work at a few places, but didn't hear back. And so I actually just started cleaning windows and um, found that it just honestly sold like crazy. So, and I've been doing that ever since. So it's been a fun ride so far. That's really cool. So I'm going to ask you a lot about that story, Luke and, yeah. and Jake as well, because you guys both are involved now as brothers. And Luke, what you just said is really interesting. You said, hey, I came back, I applied to a few jobs, but I just started cleaning windows and realized it sold well. You guys now are how many years ago? A couple years, three years? Uh, a little over three. A little over three. And you guys are actively servicing over 2,000 homes in the Utah area. Uh, you have a fleet of installers approaching near a dozen vehicles. I know you've got some trucks and vans in the mix there. And something really cool about you guys is you guys love your customers. You're very, very focused on the retention. From what the numbers yeah. you gave me, you said something near like an average of only 3% cancellation rate each month. Is that correct? Yeah. And well, I'm sure we'll dive into this a little bit with the story, but we, we essentially, our first customers were like our parents and our family and our, our neighbors. And so, yeah, just from the beginning, we kind of... Uh, we just decided that was going to be a huge thing. So we're super proud of a 3% cancellation rate. It's something we look at every day. It's a big deal to us. Great. Well, thank you so much. Let's, let's start to dive into that. I want to hear a bit of the history to add context before we get to the door-to-door sales element. 
my first question regarding your the history of your business, and this is this is involving some of the early challenges, maybe the evolution of selling to some family members and neighbors to an actual business now. What were some of the initial challenges faced when you started this? So Luke, maybe tell us a bit more about that experience of you just started cleaning windows. What moved this from just cleaning windows for family and neighbors to, hey, let's make a business out of this? Yeah, so um, I did it with a few buddies off the mission for a summer and um, it was, I mean, it was awesome. I it could have been a little sketchy. Like, I don't think we had everything we needed, but you know, we, we did our best, did a good job. And, but, um, and Jake was kind of doing his, his own thing too at that time. But, um, once me and my friends kind of were going to school, that kind of fizzled out and me and Jake had some discussions and, um, we realized that it's a service that just sells itself already. Um, and, so that was really exciting for us. And, um, and, uh, from there, the first three or four months of starting rents was, uh, you know, you make an LLC and you kind of, you know, we come up with the name and, and all that stuff, but we quickly just had to just start, just start bootstrapping and getting out there. Um, so I think some of the, earlier struggles that we had, I think it related more to the service than it did the sales. Like it, for us, it's just been, we feel confident that it, it will sell in nearly any neighborhood you go, but, um, dialing in that service, I think we were a little naive to how hard that is to actually run teams of both, uh, cleaners and sales reps and, and then also keep customers happy. So, I'd say that was kind of the initial challenge starting out. Great. And Jake, tell me a little bit about when you got involved. Like what caused you to join this operation with Luke? And walk me through, when did you come over and why did you come over to Ritz? Yeah, so I'll give the Spark Notes version, but I'm a few years older than Luke, so I had been home for my mission for a while. And I actually was doing... Uh, uh, a lot of consulting about two years. I was um, consulting mostly like service businesses and contractors, um, just doing general consulting and tech and stuff. And anyways, I was just getting super anxious because I was like, man, I just want to run my own company so bad. I'm like helping these other businesses thrive and I wasn't getting to participate in the upside. So anyways, um, Luke came home from his mission and he was cleaning windows and uh, I think also at the time, Luke will kind of laugh, but we went to Lake Powell with um, a guy. We were on his houseboat and he was just the coolest dude. And we were like, what do you do for work? And he kind of told us about door to door. And anyways, it was kind of a no brainer. I think I saw Luke as uh, probably the only guy on the planet that I, I knew I could start a business with and I knew wasn't going to flake or wasn't going to half commit. And so um, it was really that fall that we decided, I think we incorporated October 1st and I, uh, I turned down basically all my consulting gigs and we burned the boats, just went in. That's great. So, I love, I love the confidence there and I love the confidence, not only in the business and, it, and the vision, but each other. 
it was it was naive confidence for sure, but it wouldn't have worked if that's what we hadn't done. So, all right. Well, I I love I love the context you just gave us, and what I'm really curious to hear you guys explain now is well, why door to door? So, Luke, you got Jake involved. He you guys both spent some time on this houseboat. You heard about door to door and the success there, but maybe tell us a bit more about your industry of window cleaning and why door to door. I think window cleaning, we do a, a few other services we've kind of added on as we've gone, but window cleaning has been our bread and butter um, this entire time. And I think because it is such a, vis a visual service, you walk up to a door and I would say probably 95% of the homes have just nasty windows. Like they need it so bad. And so it's, it's rarely do you ever find someone that's like, uh, I... I don't want this service. Like I don't need this. Um, so there's just a huge demand for it. It's, you know, homes are getting dirty here in Utah year round. So um, yeah, it, I mean, door to door, I think if you're persistent enough, I think you can sell anything door to door. I'm pretty convinced um, with some tweaking and kind of just figuring it out. But yeah, it's, it's worked great for us. Just to throw in there too, I think that door-to-door um, -door is, uh, it is so incredible in the fact that like door-to-door -door will not fail you, you will fail door-to-door, -door, which is really cool. So like we combined like a service business, which also doesn't fail. You like, you can't fail a service business unless you are really bad at business. And if you do door-to-door -door, uh, and you, you know, you know how to you know, improve yourself, stay motivated and do all that. It's kind of a winning combination. And we, I think that at least to answer the question, like why door to door, it just fit perfectly into like what we wanted in a business. And we just did not want to fail and we were going to burn every boat and make it work. So door to door was just a no brainer. So I, uh, I like what you said there, Jake, of from a perspective of work and a perspective of sales, Door-to-door -door sales will not fail you. It is you, the salesperson, that will fail the industry. Essentially, what you're saying is door-to-door -door sales is, in, in my experience, it's a guarantee you're going to meet potential customers, right? So it's not every day. Yeah. It's not a matter of are there customers. It's a matter of your skill and your dedication as, as a salesperson. I like the way you put that. 100%. I'll throw this in too, Chance. Another reason I, I think we went with door-to-door and we'll continue to go door to door is it is, you know, it's hard. It's, it is uh, an expensive way as a business to acquire new clients. But I also do love kind of the fact that it is percentage based. A lot of it is, you know, you get a client and you can expect X result from that client, you know, from that sale. So yeah, it's been a, a very, great way for us to build and yeah and, I, and anyone that has the ambition and motivation to to knock doors and to do that i it's definitely worth their time and investment right well before my next question regarding the business and strategy with door-to-door -door sales i am curious to ask because you luke said that you just sold this basically neighbors and friends and family right yeah. At what point did you guys decide to start knocking doors? Because I know at some point in this story, it was you two that were knocking doors. Yeah, kind of starting out, it really was like 
up there on a ladder cleaning windows and you just got neighbors all the time just walking over like, hey, I need a quote, which I just, I don't know, that that's great and that's always going to happen. But there's a level of scaling that comes with door-to-door where you're actively pursuing those clients that, that need the service. So I think a lot of it too is out of necessity. Jake mentioned burning the boats. Um, I did the same thing like that. Those first six months were, I mean, we're still bootstrapping it and you know, that's just building a business, but those first six months more of out of necessity was why we went to the doors. Like the doors don't fail. Like if you get out in the doors, you can see results. So I think that's kind of how we got out there ourselves was we bought some trucks, we hired employees, we bought the equipment and we were, you know, kind of forced to go figure it out. And door to door was the fastest and most reliable option for us. So you remind me of a quote, Luke, you say that yes, people came to you and saw what you're doing and were curious, but in order to find the success you and Jake were both hungry for, you had to take action. You actually had to get up on your feet and go do something. That reminds me of a quote by Steve Jobs. We all know Steve Jobs, Apple, right? One of my favorite quotes ever is most people never pick up the phone and call. Most people never ask. And that's what separates the people who do things from the people who just dream about them. Steve Jobs. And that's what I think about when I think of this part of your guys' story is, sure, there's probably people out there that people come to them and they know how to get sales through referrals and stuff. But you actually got on your feet, went to people's homes and started selling to them. And I'm curious, in that experience, is there anything you learned from these sales experiences or the skills developed and strategies of door to door that might've helped other areas of your business or your own professional life? I think the biggest lesson that both Luke and I took away from the doors is we just proved to ourselves every single day, how bad we wanted it. You know, like we learned sales skills, of course, those are super valuable, but what like nothing was more rewarding and more applicable in other parts of the business than when you've got, you know, 12 employees coming to work tomorrow, you only have enough work for two of them. And, you know, Luke and I go out and knock doors until we fill the route. Uh, and, and even though we go home tired and, you know, whatever, we can look at each other and be like, yeah, dude, like we're the real deal. Like we want this and we'll keep doing this month after month and forever. And I, I really think like those early days, uh, those early days, on the doors, um, really, I think it just set a foundation for like everything that we've done and what we'll continue to do where we, there's just nothing that we're not going to do to get our goals, you know? And I think that's the biggest takeaway. Like the sales skills are great. And if you don't have sales skills, you're probably not going to make a lot of money in life. But, uh, I would just say as far as a takeaway and like applying to other parts of life and business, I just think the mindset and the personal confidence you get is next. It's just next level. You can't really compare to it. And I, and I really respect that level of accountability of we want to succeed so bad that we are out even when we're tired and even when it's hard. I really respect Dude, that. We'd clean windows all day, which is not like easy work. And then we'd get together and go knock doors. You, you know, know, not every day was like that, but a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. And so. you guys wanted it. 
you want you you were you worked until you were successful. Have you guys ever heard the quote, "The harder I work, the luckier I get"? Oh yeah, that's what it sounds like. Is you guys is we aren't just trying to get lucky. We're gonna work harder because the harder we work, the luckier we are. The more we work hard, the more success we have. <laughs> and Luke, I'm curious to hear your take on that too. So building on that same question, reflecting on that journey, what are some of the most valuable of those lessons you've learned? So Jake says it definitely did help in your business growth and you definitely did take away a lot from that. But what, which of those lessons to you are some of the most valuable? Yeah, so I, I really like the quote you just you were just mentioning. I am a big believer that you create your own luck. I think um, working hard and being consistent day in and day out and knowing the things that will move the needle for you. So, you know, building a routine around things that are going to make an impact in your life or in your business or whatever it is. Um, I think that's huge. So, but I, one of the lessons I've, I personally feel like I've learned from kind of our experience and our journey is there's a lot of confidence that comes from um, actually achieving the promises that you set for yourself or the goals that you set for yourself. Um, I'm very confident that whatever comes up in our business, we can figure it out because we've done it before and we'll do it again. And I think that confidence just comes from experiences and, and just seeing what you're actually capable of doing in, in those yeah. hard moments. So, yeah. Um, but no, I, I love this element of accountability. I love this element of hard work. I love this, what we learned, what we took away from it. Right. I do want to ask a few questions about working with teams. You guys have an interesting dynamic as brothers. You guys not only have the team and the coworker element, but you also have that brother element. So I think there's a lot we can learn from the working as a team and how to collaborate as a team, as well as looking ahead for growth. So can you guys explain to me the dynamic of you two being brothers and building this business together and now managing this business together? What is that like? Um, I It's been great, honestly. I don't want to hype Luke up too much because I, like I like to roast Luke a little bit sometimes. But in all reality, I... Um, we've worked super well together. I can't honestly say that, uh, I mean, we've been lucky. I'm not going to lie. We really do get along, but if I were to kind of describe the dynamic, I think him and I are super different guys. Um, but I think that just being raised in the same family, we kind of, we kind of know boundaries, you know, like we can, say certain things and there's certain things that like just aren't productive and we're just not going to go there. It doesn't do anything. And it's been really easy to kind of manage that. You know, I think that uh, as far as like criticizing someone or making suggestions or whatever is only good to a certain point. And then beyond that, you're just being prideful and you're trying to take them down. And Luke and I have a really good balance of, of not crossing that line. Um, and then too, just, I mean, we both, just we have the same goal so it's not it's not super hard to get along you know it's good ideas are good ideas and bad ideas are bad ideas because we're trying to go to the same place so it's been pretty easy and and to me to me what really stands out there jake is you have the same goal 
So regardless of, regardless of anything else, you two are working towards the same thing. You're on the same team, right? Yeah. Yep. I'll throw in there too. Um, so our dad and just our uncles and kind of the family we've grown up in, they've in some way, shape or form started their own businesses, kind of just, you know, had the entrepreneur bug. Our dad um, has owned and operated multiple businesses with his brothers as well. And when we started Rinse, he he made this clear. He said, you know, your guys' relationship as family and as brothers is much more important than, you know, any financial success or or goal that you might have in this life. And that stuck with me, um, especially from our dad who has kind of gone through it. He's been in business for 20 or 30 years with his brother. I don't know exactly how long, but um, yeah. And I, I think just having that from the very beginning has, has helped us a lot. So thank you, Luke. And Luke as well, you guys are brothers and you've been able to navigate that dynamic really well. And it sounds like you guys have a good idea of what is your focus and what are your goals? Because as long as that's the same and you're on the same page there, you can navigate everything else, right? So let's look at this from a perspective of teams because we have a lot of people listening that are on their own teams and they may have some team members they agree with and they work really, really well with and they might have some that they don't and that they don't have the same personality and they don't agree on everything. So tell me in your experience working together and as well managing teams, how should we navigate situations where we don't agree with our team? Really, you got to understand the people on your team from the, from a, from the get-go. Like, you're not going to be able to lead or be a good teammate to anybody that you don't understand. So if you don't take time to get to know the, the person that's working next to you, you're not going to understand how to operate with them. So from our perspective, something that we do, we call it story branding. And that's just a dumb name for let's find out what makes this person tick. So anyone who's getting on our team or anyone we're going to work with, whether they realize it or not, we're trying to find out like what drives them, like what is going to make them uh, excited to come to work and to be friendly to everybody. Like ultimately people live every day trying to achieve happiness and some people choose a lot better routes to find happiness. And so we're just trying to figure out what is, what is their goals? What is the happiness for them? And so when you understand that, you know, maybe your teammate you're not getting along with, if you know more about him and you know, oh, wow, he's having a kid and, you know, he really wants to live in this certain city and you got to make this much money and all of this and that. And then you look at what's going on at work. Generally, you're going to find some correlation that's not panning out. And so that would be, that would be a suggestion one. And then, and then also, I just think, uh, sorry to be long winded, but I really think that a lot of a relationship can be handled on your own end. I really think that a 100% relationship can be one person going 90% and you just need to have the pride to not care. Like, just don't take offense. Don't let things become emotional. I think that's really a lot of what true leaders do, whether you actually have a title or not. If you want to get along with people on your team, choose to never take offense and always assume positive intent. Um, that's going to be huge. It's really hard to get in a quarrel with someone if you're 
if you just refuse to get emotional about it and you always treat them nice, it's just like not going to happen. Yeah. Make that decision early that this is my team, right? And we're on the same team. We're wearing the same jersey. So Yeah. Great. Well, I got a couple more questions for you guys. And this is great insight for me because you guys have been from just you two knocking doors and cleaning windows to now you're operating teams and you have installers and you're managing all this. Looking ahead, what are the plans for continued growth and what role do you think sales plays in that growth? More specifically, door to door. But what are your what are your future plans for growth and what role does sales play in that door to door sales? Um, I'll jump in and I'm sure, Jake, if there's anything you want to add here, you, you know, you'll jump into. But so um, Jake and I talk about this all the time, like sales is everything in a business it's the blood of a business and good businesses and they are sales organizations and so i door to door is it works for us and it it works really well and we've proven what's possible and so we will continue to build on door to door and create i think the biggest thing is creating success stories for your knockers. So we've had some great success stories this year and we will build on those and we're going to help other people have success stories also. But another thing that um, I think Jake would agree is that we value other sales um, resources too in our, our business. So I, we think brand is big and you know, there's just so many different ways and things you can do. I think good businesses just are sales organizations. So door to door is our base for that and will continue to be. And um, yeah, I hope that answers your question, Chance. Great. I, I'll throw some in there, Chance, a little more door to door related. We, uh, Luke and I are really big on um, like mentality and goals and and honestly, I don't think we understand how to like be satisfied with anything. Chance, you're a close friend. And I think that we've had that conversation before where, you know, we look back and it's like, it's like, oh, cool. You know, we actually achieved our goal. This is really awesome. But I, I really don't think anyone has done anything impressive in this world if you're just satisfied, like very often. I think that should be like a very rare emotion and then you need to get over it and get on with it and find something bigger and better. I know that sounds really so boxy, but it is true. So as far as like next year and door to door, we're, we're just super excited. Springs are hot season. So we're just like laying incredible foundation right now. And just like any sales rep should, I think we approach running our, our teams the same way where if you're not doing a lot more than the year before you just have the wrong mindset and i don't think you're in the right industry if you're not just completely all in and and just going for some big goals so uh, as far as like strategy with door to door i think that we had a great year and all we talk about is next year we're just really excited about it i like it i like it well thank you guys so much and i know you guys are very very busy uh you both are in your office right now and i really appreciate you taking time to call in and take this interview with me i have one more question for both of you and that is we have a lot of people listening and i'm sure they're going to have a lot they can take away from this experience of you two 
being so dedicated to your work and working so hard that not only did it build into success on the doors, but it built into a, an entire business that is now that is now feeding many people. A lot of people are now working for you, right? So to our listeners, the people that are listening right now that are out knocking doors, what is the advice you will give these people who are currently out in field knocking? I guess I'll go first here. Um, I would, uh, I think I've said this a few times on this podcast, but uh, I just, man, I just can't operate very well unless I have uh, some some goals that scare me. And I'm not just talking about like, you know, just big goals, but like goals that fit into my life plan. I think that's really important. So I, if I don't have goals that are, are very specific to what I want, my experience in life that I want to exist in, right, is achieving that. Um, I just don't operate well. So my advice would be just to anyone, I mean, anyone anywhere that's trying to make something of themselves, you got you to gotta decide what kind of life do I want to live Realize that no one is going to save you. No one on this earth is going to give you the life that you want. You have to go out there and earn it and create that for yourself. Um, and I think that's just super big. And then, hmm. and then you got to burn the boats, like no half in half out. Like I'm kind of doing this as my backup, but I'm doing that. Or I'm constantly looking at other companies. Uh, I, I think that you need to commit to a plan and realize that committing to that plan is a lot better than reanalyzing and creating a better one. You just need to go and commit and you got to sell your soul for it. And I've just never regretted any time I've done that. So that would be my advice. Yeah. I love that. I love this, this all in burn the boat, sell yourself 100%. I am in, I am here. I'm going to succeed. That's great, Jake. Luke, what about you? I personally, take a lot of pride and consistency like um so one of my favorite quotes is it's let's see um it's it's better to be consistently good than occasionally great and i i live by that like i really love that and i think in whatever it is you're doing you want to be consistently good and you want to hit your you know whatever your number is you need to go hit to hit your average, go hit it every day. And you know, those, those amazing, like they'll take those amazing days will take care of themselves. But I just think it builds a lot of confidence in the ability to be consistent. And if you can learn how to do that early in life, then it applies to everything else that you do in your life. Being a consistent father, I'm not a father yet, or a lot of things, but just learning that consistency is huge. Great. Well, guys, I really, really appreciate it. I've learned a lot here talking to you guys. I really like that. We took the time to reflect on your business, which, which is doing well and continuing to grow rapidly now and really break it down to the, well, what are the core elements that you guys had to experience? And really you said, one of you said it just barely sales is the blood of this all like any business. It is sales is blood. And so if sales is the blood of a company. What are the salespeople, right? They're the heart and soul. And so I think it's really important that if we are in a sales position, we take pride in that and we do these things, like we hold ourselves accountable, we stay consistent, we work hard and not just for the company, but I like that you guys also mentioned it has to align with your lifestyle you want. What is it you want to achieve in life? What do you want to become? Sales is your avenue of making that happen. Go out and make it happen. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to just bring it to you on a, on a totally. platter, right?
So, well, you guys are you guys are great. I really, really do respect you both a ton. I really, really appreciate the time you've taken to speak with me. Um, and really, best of luck to you guys at Rinse. I'm super excited to continue to see where you guys grow. I'm confident you guys are just going to keep exploding and continue doing well. You guys are great leaders, and I, I really appreciate all. Well, of your Shans, we we appreciate you. I mean, our friendship uh, has been a very fun and also just useful because you're a, a wealth of knowledge yourself. So, super appreciate having us on. Thank you all for tuning in and listening again. That was Jake Stout and Luke Stout with Rinse. Really love what we heard there about their growth and their experience in in building a business that really has a foundation in door-to-door sales. And not only that foundation, but how what did they learn and take away from that experience in door-to-door sales? Really, really appreciate that. Really, really looking forward to some of the feedback we receive from people that listen to this. Again, we will be doing these every week, dropping a new podcast with more guests, more stories, more inspiration regarding door-to-door sales to help you be successful. You can find updates on these podcasts being posted on Instagram at chipper.sales, that's C-H-I-P-R dot S-A-L-E-S. So go follow on Chipper to get some updates on when we drop these podcasts and you can find us anywhere. Give us a listen each week. Maybe subscribe, add it to your library, download it, whatever you need to do. Thanks again and we'll catch you all next week. Thank you.